Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney, are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney, are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. We at Habs Unfiltered have formed partnerships with some wonderful groups that have provided us with free goods. We want to let you, our friends, join in and enjoy these products and save. No Name Hockey will provide you 10% off if you use the promo code HABS10 at nonamehockey.co. SeatGiant.com will provide you 35% off your purchasing fees if you use the code UNFILTERED20. If you are living in the Maritimes, specifically Nova Scotia, please go ahead and pay a visit to Boxing Rock Brewery. There's several locations throughout the province, Shelburne, Nova Scotia, and now one on Almond Street in Halifax. Pop in, say hi, tell them the boys at Habs Unfiltered sent you, and you will be surprised by what kind of discounts they will provide. Yes, it is a recording in progress, and welcome to Habs Unfiltered. I'm your host, Blaine Putney. I'm joined by my co-host, Treg Wilson. What's up? Uh, Matt Smith is unavailable as he is still deployed overseas in Kuwait. Uh, if you're following him on Twitter or Instagram, you'll be noticing him uh, getting all swole. He's putting in the extra effort in the gym. Yes. Good on him. I think Good he's going to be the most fit guy on the show when he gets back. Uh, I think he already is. Mm-hmm. Youngest. Probably. Looking. Hey, man, you can only do what you can do. Sure. Um, so it's the downtime of the season. It's the dog days of summer. There's not a ton going on, but we do have a few items that we can cover. Uh, we can talk. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about the World Juniors. So the World Juniors was postponed from last December uh, due to COVID and is now starting up. Uh, August 9th is today, and it's starting today. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, they had an exhibition game. They beat Sweden 4-3, I think. Um, yeah, with uh, Joshua Roy scoring the uh, game winner. But yeah. before we get into the World Juniors, I wanted to just quickly mention 
the uh, change in the Montreal Canadiens, uh, I guess, social media, and that is uh, Mark Dumont has been let go. Now, Mark's a friend of the show. He's been he's been on the show here a couple times, and we hold him in a high regard. Uh, yeah. If you want, yeah, and if you want to check out what he's doing now, go to his Substack. Uh, go check out Mark Dumont on Twitter, uh, and check out his Substack. I've I've signed up. There's some good stuff in there already. Yeah, yeah, Mark. He's uh, been on the show. He's very knowledgeable about Habs. Uh, you know, he was doing the Twitch thing, I think, for them for the social media and a, and a, and a few yeah. other things. Uh, and I guess Montreal decided they just want to go in a different direction. I'm not quite sure what they wanted uh i know it hit mark pretty hard because i guess it was a surprise for him and uh i hope everything works out well for him in the future uh but uh also i see a lot of tweets on there people getting mad at Chantel mcabee uh mark himself said she had nothing to do with it they don't even work in the same department they're not even she's not his boss i know she's communications but communications and social media are two different things so uh yeah so you can kind of leave her alone and that's right from mark right on his twitter you can you put it out there this has nothing to do with Chantel, so quit bashing her and uh, mark being the you know the, the the humble and upstanding guy he is he didn't put any blame on anyone he just said they just wanted to go in a different direction and he was in that direction so see you go see him on substack the uh on his twitter you get the uh subscribe to it help help the guy out and uh, there's a lot of great content Absolutely. And uh, Mark, we wish you the best of luck on whatever it is you decide to do. We support everything you're doing now. Uh, Just keep up the great work and good things are going to happen. And before we jump into the World Juniors, I just wanted to take this moment to acknowledge our friends over at Boxing Rock Breweries and their latest creation, Puck Off Lagerdale. It's a delicious lager. It's excellent after a hockey game. If you're playing beer league, you and your friends can really look horrible on the ice, but share good beer afterwards. So uh, to our friends at Boxing Rock, thank you very much. Uh, no Name Hockey as well is a great supporter of the show. Uh, you go to noname.co, nonamehockey.co, check out their their wares. Seatgiant.ca is also a supporter. Uh, go to the website, use uh, code UNFILTER20 and save 35% off your purchasing fees. Now, World Juniors. World Juniors. <laughs> World Juniors. <laughs> so uh, the continuing of the World Juniors is uh, going on here in August. Uh, there's been a few, uh, I guess we'll, I'll start with this cause I wrote about it in the news and whatever. Uh, Caden Gooley is not going to be the captain of Canada's junior team. He's not going to play, uh, speculation from, uh, Sean Campbell and, uh, Mitch Gallo on, uh, the fan five, five ninety. Is it five ninety? Uh, yeah. uh, they, they suggest, they think, uh, he played right into the Memorial cup, which, which in, went almost to the end of June. Um, so their thoughts, and now there has been no statement by Montreal or anything like that. He also was dealing with injuries uh, from that uh, from the playoffs and the Memorial Cup, and that's why he didn't participate in the development camp. Uh, speculation that they put out, and it sounds pretty reasonable, is that the Canadians, he has a good chance to make the Canadians maybe next season or at least play part of the season with the Canadians. Uh, and I think they just wanted to shut him down for the summer, the rest of the summer, because uh, their camp starts – 
what four weeks uh, mid September, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, they want to get him as much rest as possible. I'm not sure if he's playing in the rookie tournament or not. Uh, they haven't. I think he is. Yes. Yeah, I, I, they haven't really released the names. They just released that they will be playing in it, but they haven't uh, really said who's going to show up at the camp. Uh, so he won't be playing. Also, the uh, their two first round picks from this year, Slepkovsky and uh, is it Maser? Is that how you say it? Maser. Maser. Um, yeah, I think they so, won't yeah. be. They won't be playing for Slovakia either. So uh, they've been shut down for the summer. Uh, they are getting prepared to come over and play in North America, uh, according to Kent Hughes. Both of them will be playing in North America this year. He didn't say where, but. Uh, they will be playing um messer he's 19 so he can play in in laval um well yeah it, that is because he was drafted from europe correct not from yeah. the uh, chl um that's the right. chl rule the players in the chl can't play until they're 20 so um yeah. and that's just so players once they hit 19 aren't leaving the chl mass exodus of the chl to the hl so it's a politics thing um uh, so he can play there. Uh, Slavoski could play in Laval, Montreal, or um, in the OHL. So his rights belong. Yeah, I think it's London that holds his rights. Maybe I don't. I don't know who it is. I'm pretty uh, sure it's the yeah. London Knights that hold his rights. Uh, or he could play there. I, I'm pretty sure he'll be in the AHL or NHL. So it. Yeah, it's pros one or the other. AHL, NHL. Yeah. That's for sure anyway, for him. That's the Canadians who are not playing in in the in the uh, world junior champion that did start that were actually playing in the championship when it was back in uh, december but they're they're not playing yeah yeah and uh the current montreal canadian prospects that are playing are as follows yan bishak uh joshua Roy, uh riley kidney oliver kapanen and pateri nermi so for those who may not re- recognize the name nermi he was the seventh round pick for the Canadians at this past draft. He's a little, he was an overager, 19 year old defenseman. Uh, him and Kapanen are going to be playing for Finland. Uh, Roy and Kidney are going to be playing for Canada. And Mishak is the captain of the Chechen team, who, by the way, as we record on August 9th, just finished their game against Slovakia, mounted a comeback. And won 5-4, a game in which Mishak scored the game-tying goal and set up another goal. There you go, Mishak. He'll be playing in the AHL next year, I believe, Mishak. He'll be... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to be in yeah, Laval next year. Pretty sure he's going to be in Laval next year. Uh, good for him. I know uh, uh, Nermi, is that his... Uh, Pateri Nermi. Pateri Nermi is going to be on the top line for uh, Finland uh, for their game today. And uh, Kapnan's playing on the fourth line. For Finland, yeah, uh, I just yeah. seen it on Twitter there about an hour ago, um, and of course Joshua Wah, he scored the game winner in the exhibition game that they played yesterday for Team Canada, and uh, he was on the top line for that exhibition game. I'm not sure if you, I don't see him not staying there, but uh, that that's where he was. Yeah, so he had knows. really good chemistry with uh, McTavish and uh, Connor Bedard. Yeah, uh, and uh, Riley Kidney was uh, how was a scratch for that game. He didn't play in that game, so. Uh, We'll see where Kidney ends up, but we'll see. Well, it's a it's a pre-tournament game, so they maybe he might just be the thirteenth man for them. So we'll see. We'll see. And then you gotta remember uh, both Law for... and Kidney were not on the team in December, so true. 
Uh, Roy being, I think he was the final cut in December. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not yeah. surprised that he is on the team and uh, looks ready to go. Yeah. I mean, Joshua Wan, he got a couple games in the playoffs for Laval last year. Um, he's he's going to be a guy to watch because he's, what, a fourth-round draft pick, I believe, or uh, fifth. Yeah, and uh, he could be one of those sneaky guys that comes in and becomes a solid NHL player, like a – Maybe even a top six. I'm not gonna. That's a, I'm gonna say that's the ceiling, like a second line. Uh, but even yeah. if he ends up being a third line, you know, thirty to forty point guy, that's that's pretty good for a fifth round draft pick. I'm not gonna complain about that. That's a home run for yeah. a fifth rounder. Yeah. So it's kind of like um, right now, Sean Farrell is really getting his tires pumped right now by uh, the development, uh, the head of development, Adam Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Nichols uh, worked with uh, Sean Farrell and uh, with the Chicago Steel, the United States yeah. Hockey League. Uh, he was the United States Hockey League uh, overall development uh, person, or just Chicago? I think it was just Chicago. Chicago, just Chicago. Yeah. And he worked with, and he loves them. Uh, uh, again, if you yep. go, I'm kind of pumping my article here, but if you go to my news and rumors article that I did this week, I did a, a thing on it. Um, but Adam Thank Nichols you. thinks. <laughs> he thinks this guy is going to be, he really thinks this guy is going to be a superstar. Uh, his height, he he, goes, he he does have a height disadvantage, but uh, the way he plays the game, he doesn't think that's going to be an issue for him. Uh, he says he's a magician without the puck. Uh, with the puck, he has an excellent, uh, he's an excellent puck mover. He's an excellent passer. And he said he has an above average shot. Like, you, you, you know, he's, he, 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 his development right now is they want him to play more with men. So uh, he's, I mean, he's going to be at least in the AHL next year if they want him to play more than men. Uh, he's um, going to play the NCAA one more year. Oh, correct. Yes, he's going to play in uh, in uh, Harvard. So he's going to play in the NCAA. But uh, yeah, Adam, he was pumping his tires hard. Uh, Adam Nichols, of course, just got hired by the Canadians this offseason as their development uh, head of development. Uh, and uh, he's a very smart man. He very, he knows his, uh, his, his thing, what they're going to work on with uh, – with uh, uh oh geez i'm having a brain fart here they're going to work on Farrell. they're going to work on uh the way he can uh start stop with his speed and to use yeah. that to his advantage mm-hmm. and also to use his size to his advantage when going up against a bigger opponent that's what they want to work on in the offseason so yeah and um with Farrell, you look at uh, his performances at the Olympics and at the World Championships and what he's done at the NCAA so far. Uh, I can see why Nicholas would be so excited to, uh, for him to be yeah. arriving soon. Um, and, and being a, another fifth round pick for the Canadians, that if they hit two home runs in the fifth round it, it, out of what, three years? Yeah. Two fifth rounders out of three years making it to the league. Oh, come on. Well, I mean, with Farrell was his size. So I, I believe if Farrell was above six feet or six one, he probably would have been in the top two rounds. In my and with Lewat, it was more his lack of dedication to training prior to his draft year. Correct. He uh, Law had an issue with uh, being preparing for the hot in the off season, preparing for the season coming up. Uh, I'm pretty sure someone sat down with him and said, uh, you know, buck the fuck up. You got to, you know. If you want to, uh, but why I guess there's also a late bloomer. People were saying he, he, uh, boaches and he does uh, what he's supposed to do. Um, but with Farrell, again, 
And you know, I hate to say it. Actually, I don't hate to say it. These are Bergevin's draft picks. <laughs> they are. These are these they are, are. Trev- Trevor Timmons and, and Mark Bergevin's draft picks, and they were both in the fifth round, and they were scouted very well. Um, Sean Farrell has been a superstar everywhere he went. He's a point-per-game guy in the Olympics, a point-per-game guy at the World Championship, over a point-per-game guy in his first year of the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Um he destroyed the U.S. Hockey League in his final year. Of course, he was kind of overaged, but uh, NCAA wasn't having the season that year, so mm-hmm. he he stayed with the Chicago seat uh, Steel. So maybe that extra year with the United States Hockey League uh, helped his development, pushed him that much further. Who knows? Quite possible. Quite possible. The Canadians started this. Uh, kind of started the rebuild with under Bergevin with, uh, you know, picking up as many draft picks as possible. Now people can argue whether or not they were, their draft plans were correct, but if they hit two NHL players out of every draft over the last four years, that's a success. Yep. If they get more, then it's a massive success. I mean, you're looking at the the number of the sheer number of prospects from the last four drafts. I think it's around 39, 42, somewhere around there. If they can get 12 NHLers out of that, the sky's the limit for the Canadians to be able to use that depth. And that's that's really the key. Outside of I guess Slavkovsky, there's no one with any possibility of becoming a star player uh well i think caden gooley is a bit in the air on that one uh, yeah he's on the borderline but he's I mean, on the like borderline you know like but uh big numbers could you say Silvaski is also on the borderline because he's got the potential to get there i don't know yeah. if he will but he's he's got but did you understand what i'm saying like I, if, yeah yeah i mean I like so I like the pick. I think Slavoski will be a star. I, I, I'm going to say, especially if he's. I think Cole Caulfield's going to be a star. Um, so, is he going to be a superstar? That there's no elite superstar player so far out of those years. And I don't think I don't think either one of them, Slavoski or Caulfield, are going to be superstars. I don't think we're going to be. I don't think the team has a McDavid, Crosby, Matthews. Like, are you talking super elite? Or are you talking? Like what level are we, are we talking Kopitar level or are we talking McDavid level? Yeah. I'm not talking generational talent. I'm just <laughs> talking about a guy who's to be all-star level every year. I, I don't think as of this moment, they have that, no. that elite, they don't have a Kovalev and, and, and okay, let, let's just stick to Montreal terms. They don't have a Kovalev and they haven't, haven't had a Kovalev since Kovalev. Um, True. They haven't had but a guy. They have, but if they have 15 Koibus. Exactly. Well, and, and that's just the point I was just going to make. Like, yeah. St. Louis proved and Anaheim back when they won the cup, they proved, you could even say Carolina, you don't need a Kovalev or a Crosby or a McDavid to win a cup. You need a solid four lines, three sets of defensemen and a good goalie. That's all you need. Right. And proper use of the cap. Yeah, we'll see. Let's see. I'll praise Bergeron on his draft picks the last three years, and now I'll shit on him about the cap. He threw away too much money 
on guys who don't meet that money, but he wanted like uh, I love Brendan Gallagher. I hate to say it, but is Brendan Gallagher a six and a half million dollar player? No. <laughs> but Bergevin loved Brendan Gallagher. He would have thrown, I think, eight million at Gallagher if Gallagher asked for it. Like it, it was. Well, he broke down and cried when he signed him. So, and, and that's that's what I'm saying. So, yes, I'll praise Bergevin on his drafting the last few years because everyone shits on him for that. And I think it was more development than drafting that was Montreal's problem. Not really. I mean, which I think now with Adam Nicholas there, we're we're going to see something a lot more um, defined. And that and that kind of leads us into our next little uh, segment. I think that we were going to get into uh, uh, an article that you wrote about development and stuff. Two two. We'll get to it. We'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> if not in this show, then another show because you know yeah. we need content. But uh, I, I think Hughes and Gort are going to change the way they develop the players. So all they've talked about is different ways to develop and how. And I think they're going to develop more on an individual basis than a group basis. Like, this is the way we play. You have to c- conform to the way I play. And I think Martin St. Louis coaches that way. He doesn't coach everyone the same because not everyone plays the same. Um and it'll be interesting to see, and I know we said this with, what, three coaches now, how Druin's going to be under Martin St. Louis. Uh, but if Martin St. Louis can can get that little nibble in the Druin. Now, caveat to that is Druin already knows his wrist is never going to be the same. So uh, if he can't get comfortable with that wrist, I mean, you play a lot of hockey. You know how important a wrist is when, when you're playing hockey. Um have good wrists and lacrosse you can't play um because it's all wrist but uh um yeah so well it's going to be interesting to see drew now i don't want to use his injury as an excuse but a, ring, a wrist injury is a very underrated injury that everyone thinks oh it's just a wrist injury but when it comes to hockey that's an important injury like uh kirby doc kirby doc i still think is suffering from his wrist injury that he had um I think this year he's going to look a lot better, but they rushed him. They rushed his return last year, and it it showed because he he had a horrible season. And it's not because he couldn't skate, he couldn't keep up. It's not because he played on the wing and he had to do a lot of starting and stopping. It, it was more to do with his wrist. He couldn't get the shots off the way he wanted to. Couldn't get them off as quickly. It wasn't as accurate because there's a different feel. It, once you hurt yourself, it takes time to recover and get back to where you were and a lot of his instinctual play with these players, you, you know, how uh, St. Louis talks about uh, playing with pace and making the right decisions at the right times. Well, a lot of the time it's ingrained into the player. Okay. When I, when this happens, I do this and it's, it's almost instinctual and that's yeah. what's missing when you have an injury. Yeah. And, and, and maybe the same will be with uh, Drew, but at least he knows now that, Hey, I have an issue. I have to change the way I do things. Let's find a way I can still, well be the point producer and i will argue this to anyone who argues he was a 50 point point producer his last two years on average over an 82 game schedule yes i know he didn't play 82 games however (laughs) those are the facts i think this year we're going to see drew improve and it's not because St. Louis there and it's not because he's got a fresh start it's It's because it's (laughs) it's a contract year Exactly. Uh, I honestly believe he wants to stay in Montreal, but I don't think he will. 
just Unless from his interviews. Yeah. From his yeah. interviews, he loves Montreal. He's always out there. He's he he's does every charity thing he can do in Montreal. He's blah blah blah. But unless he signs for like half of what he's making now, he's he's not staying. Exactly. They need the cap space because they're looking at a contract extension for Caulfield sometime this yeah. year. So and and that'll come. I think money. that'll come before the season ends. So yeah, I think by Christmas, yeah. maybe at Christmas, Caulfield will be signed. It'll um, be like a Suzuki right, so- thing. Yeah, once he's, you know, Suzuki being named captain as well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, all right, so back to the World Juniors. Uh, we talked we talked about the Canadians prospects that were in, that are in the tournament this year. Uh, we all know that Canada is going to be a favorite for a medal. I believe the USA is also going to have a really big voice in who wins a medal this year. Um, but there's a couple players I want to watch, and I want to get people to take a look at because the 2023 draft is, I know it's a year away, but it's not just Connor Bedard and Matt Bay Mitchkov. There's a lot of really good players, especially in the top 10 where certain teams will be picking. Yeah. I'd say seven to 10 personally. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think five to 10 in that range is, is a fair assessment. Now, a couple of guys that I think could be available around there are from Slovakia, Dalibor Dvorsky, a centerman, six foot one, hundred ninety-ish pounds. Uh, he's a really, really good playmaker. He's got an excellent shot. He loves playing in the dirty areas, and he showed that in today in today's game uh, against Chechia to start off the World Juniors. He's a guy that could be a top six centerman, possibly have the skill for first line and someone who can actually carry a team for a little for for stretches um another player that is the american he's a right winger he's six foot three he's already 216 freaking pounds uh charlie strammel he's a big power forward and he is highly skilled so these are these are guys i'd like to watch well, yeah, like personally, I'll be looking at defensemen because we need right-handed defensemen. And uh, now if I'm drafting top 10, I'm not drafting based on need. I'm sorry, especially not in this draft. Now, I will say this every year at this time, we say this draft's going to look so good. It's so deep, so deep, so deep. And then as the next year goes on, things change. Um, it's Connor Bedard, the clear cut number one yes um at the moment yeah at the moment yes but if you ask grant be, if you ask grant he's trying to sell subscriptions so he's going to say maybe not however grant's not he didn't say he's not he never came right out and no. said he isn't he all he said was look out for uh uh mitch was it Mitchkoff? uh fantilli. the uh, Fantilli and uh, some people have Fantilli number two and uh, Mitch Goff number three. So uh, mm-hmm. Fantilli's really moved up the board uh, with a lot of people and uh, things are going to change. Um, although you can't look at a guy as an underager in the, uh, in the, in the, in the OHL there, the OHL, is that where Bedard's playing? WHL. WHL. And he had 112 points or something like that as a. Yeah, I think he, I think he had 50 goals, or if he didn't, he was yeah, right there. Yeah, and he's an under. So, I mean, and he's small. He is small. I'll give him that. And yeah. 
he's more of a winger for everyone loses their mind on it all grant really says before anyone loses his mind is that let's not make him the clear-cut number one right now that's all he said no no No, grant no um so this is me defending grant this is me defending grant and i agree with what he's saying let's not make him the clear-cut number one there's five or six players in this year's top 10 that have going first first overall potential if right now yes right now if bedard has another season like he had last year then bedard's way ahead i'm sorry but he is if he falls and then you back look at fantilli who, you look at fantilli who's going to be going to the university of michigan yeah. um they've got a really good program now i know there's some issues with their head coach <laughs> may not be there based on uh misconduct but the program itself is going to be well run once they figure out what to do with the coaching staff. Uh, the assistants are the assistants are top notch at the very least. Uh, they have a lot of returning skill, so Fantilli is in pretty good shape. Uh, Strammel, who's going to be going to Wisconsin, is going to be under Granado like Caulfield was. Yeah. So whoever picks him, they're going to do well. And Dvorsky. He plays in Europe in the uh, the Swiss league. I think he's going to be graduated to their uh, their top tier, the SHL. Alice Fest. Uh, I'm sorry, I, the the name eludes me right now. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't pronounce it. But they're they're top division. If he doesn't yeah. play there, the Sudbury Wolves hold his CHL rights in Canada. Now. The Wolves have a pretty interesting team coming back, you know, with uh, Goyette standing in, uh, you know, returning as their top centerman. Um, they, they have several really good wingers. If Dvorsky goes to Sudbury, they have a solid top six, and they could compete for, you know, a couple of rounds, maybe a surprise. Either way. Hockey, Alan Svenskin. Yes, this is the top, yeah. top division. Um, yeah. that, that, that's who he's, that's who he's going to play for. Yeah. He's, uh, plays for AIK. A- AIK. Yeah. And the hockey yeah. elements can, uh, which is their top league. Their top tier. Top, yeah. top league. Yeah. He, he was, he was, uh, in their U20 league and he was popping goals. I think 20 goals in 33 games. Yeah. And he had seven, actually he played for AIK in the neck, in the tier one and he had three points in 17 yeah. games. So, so he did get some time in the, in the, in the top league last year. Which is impressive. He was 16. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on elite prospects. That's why I, that's just reading. So <laughs> I'm just going off memory. Um yeah. but those Dvorsky and Strammel are a couple of guys that I'm really looking for looking at. Uh the draft, like you mentioned, there's there's a lot of names being thrown around. I don't know how deep the draft will be, but in the top 10, you're looking at some really high skill. Yeah. And, and, and that's where the Canadians are going to be hanging around. And it's going to, and like I'll say, I know people think they're going to be a bottom. I don't think they're going to be a bottom five, especially if price is not hurt. Um, I think they're going to be a bottom 10. Don't get me wrong. They're not going to be, but I I think they're picking six to 10, maybe five to 10. And that's still not a bad uh, spot to be in this draft. Not at all. So who knows? Maybe they'll get the first overall again. Who knows? (laughs) <laughs> and then those things have happened and, and then they won't pick bedard <laughs> i can just see the really weird strut dance that grant would pull 
if that were to happen when we're hanging out over at uh, at the bar afterwards? Well, it depends. Grant may say Bernard's the number one guy. You don't know. Like he he never came out and said he wasn't. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. So that's pretty much everything we we have right now. We're kind of pressed for time because uh, work. You know, I've got I've got work stuff. You know, navy things. I have a I have a Lego Star Wars uh, Millennium Falcon to put together. I'm pretty busy. So you definitely have the better, <laughs> better thing to do tonight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is going to get frustrating. I have OCD, so I don't know how this is going to work out. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll trade you. You can do uh, the financial management of a division and the treasury board, uh, the treasury board uh, CBIs, you know, section 32, 33, 34. I'll give that to you and I'll do the Lego. I have 32, 33, 34 course, but no, I will not do that. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, no, just to bring up uh, sponsors, liftoff, uh, apparel.ca uh, for workout clothes and stuff like that. They have a lot of great selection for women. They deliver anywhere you need it to be delivered. And if you use unfiltered, you get 15% off. Awesome. Uh, for me, I just want to... Uh... Thank everyone for listening. I want to reiterate, go check out Mark Dumont's Substack. Uh, he, has, he has provided us with some amazing content over the years, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. So let's show him a little bit of support because his goal was to bring uh, as much of the Canadian's world to the fans. So let, let, let's take a step towards him and help him out. Um, for our listeners who have stuck with us, uh, this is now season six. I want to thank you guys for keeping us around this long and um remember if you're talking about it so are we Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.